everyone! Welcome to Screeners, the first episode of the world premiere of Screeners, a movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tori. And I am the other host, Rebecca. And today we are talking about the 2010 romantic action comedy, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Um, so it was directed by Edgar Wright, and it's based off of graphic novels by Brian Lee O'Malley. And just for a basic summary, uh, Michael Sarah stars as Scott Pilgrim. He's a very lazy musician who is trying with his band um, to win a competition to get a record deal while also trying to fight off the seven evil exes of his love interest, Ramona Flowers, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, so I guess a good place to start is to talk about the cast since even just from those two names, it's very stacked. Star-studded. Um, <laughs> it is star-studded. Um, so Michael Sarah, I know him primarily from Arrested Development, which is a great show until Netflix took it and ruined it. Um, and then Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I really liked her in Birds of Prey. Um, but yeah, there's also a lot of other people in it. So like um, all my connections, well, besides Kieran Culkin, um, I was gonna say the, fu- the future CEO of um, Waystar World Cup, but that's, exactly. that's a whole other thing. It's up in thing. the air. Season three is coming. Um, personally, I don't think he should be, but he should not be. But whatever. Love I'm Jerry. a shift stand, but like it's whatever. I'm a part of Jerry Nation, and I feel like <laughs> if no, she's at the top, Jerry. he's at the top. But that's not what yeah. this podcast is about. <laughs> it can be. It. He's taking it, and it will be. <laughs> um. But yeah, there's also so Kieran Culkin, very good. Um, in this movie, but also Succession. Roman Roy. Um, Roman slime Roy, puppy yeah. extraordinaire. <laughs> um, my least favorite choice for CEO, whatever. Um, Aubrey I Plaza. I think he'd be fun. He would be fun. I just don't feel like he could run a corporation. Yeah, I don't trust Connor. Best choice is Oh, Boa. yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I think they like actually put on her play. Like I saw something that they actually put it on, like for real. And I was like, wait, I want to go see that. And like, finally, something good exactly. on Broadway. Right? Exactly. Ever since they got rid of King Kong, the musical, we've been waiting <laughs> with bated breath. I tried to block that musical out of my mind so hard. It had a puppet. What else did you want? The puppet was cool. I hate to say it. The puppet was really cool. I just, I don't know. The puppet, fantastic. The rest of it, also there. <laughs> That's our review of King Kong the Musical on our movie it's podcast. no longer on Broadway. So. Go see it. You can't. If you want to see it, so sorry. Um, is Cats still on Broadway? Does anyone know? Um... If there's a god out there, no. So <laughs> up movie, in the air. So no. They let it go to screen, so there is no god out there um, for we, cats. I mean, this is not the movie we're talking about this episode, but I want to let you guys <laughs> peek behind the curtain. We did get to see the hands cut of cats, where they all had human hands, because we did see it the night before opening night. We, we saw were it on not Thursday. 
we cared, we cared so much about cats. That we, we were we like two of six early. people in the theater. Which I can't believe. I can't get over that. I really thought people were going to go see that. Like just, just for us. like the jokes. I thought I thought everybody had the same idea we did where we would go to like laugh at it. No. no. We were the only idiots who did that. Well, we were rewarded because we got to see the hands before they fixed it. <laughs> That's dedication. Was that the um, was that the butthole cut too, or is that is that the unreleased one that I'm thinking of? Because there you know, was like that too. I lo- I'm, I, I'm playing I the character of a of a funny man, being like, I love cats. Um, I did. If there was a butthole shot, I did block it out of my memory. I will say that. Fair that yeah, I'm fair not enough. that strong. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm only mortal. I'm only human. Exactly. Um. We should actually talk about this movie, <laughs> the real movie. Let's um, a movie with good special effects. Scott yeah, yeah. Um, not <laughs> um. So back to the cast: Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec, um, Anna Kendrick also very good. Um, from Twilight. I, a, I was gonna say I have my Anna favorite. Kendrick from Twilight, from Pitch Perfect. I mean, pretty much from Into the Woods. Like always in musical. the background. Yeah. Um, another one with James Corden. Another one with James Corden. He's out there. They they made him married to Emily Blunt. And they're like, yeah, this makes sense. Send it. Send this production. Eight evil X. <laughs> when they make it musical. I saw a guy yesterday who looked exactly like James Corden. I did a double take. I <laughs> get him on the pod. <laughs> I'm gonna find that man. If you were if you were in Boston recently and you I mean, like this isn't Corden. movie related. This is not a movie star. Um, but I did see two girls at my job today who looked like um, the girl-defined duo. I don't know their names. Close top of my head. But I did oh, take... Oh, my God. It Wait, took is that me a the second. One? The blonde is girls? That the... Yes, that is the one. Oh, no. That's so sad. <laughs> I don't think it was them because I don't know what they'd be doing here. I don't think they live... I think I, they yeah, live exactly. Like, I don't now. think they live around here, but it did take me a second um, so apologies to all blonde people. I don't think you all look the same, except sometimes you dress modestly. And that's enough. I really like the That's Cringe episodes that girl defined. I think they're funny. Um, and I'm in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, where did we start with this? Oh, um, Maine Oh, Chris Evans. I wanted to talk. Oh. Well, we didn't even talk about Chris Evans from Knives oh, Out. Well, he was going to be, he and Brie Larson were my two ending ones because I was most excited about oh, that. Oh, sorry. Well, who else? Sorry, we'll talk about Jason Schwartzman from my favorite one from Marie Antoinette, <laughs> 2006. Um, so Mae Whitman, I know her from so much because she's been in so much. She was in the TV show Good Girls, which I think just ended on NBC because there is no justice in this world. It was an incredible show. Um, Arrested Development, she plays Michael Sarah's girlfriend for I think a few seasons um and the whole running joke yes and and the whole running joke is like no one ever sees her because she's she's giving girl defined like she's she's another good Christian (laughs) there we go um I I'm pretty sure she was in Perks of Being a Wallflower I cannot remember for the life of me her character's name but I'm pretty sure she was there and she was the voice of Tinkerbell in the Tinkerbell movies which is an insane discography filmography not discography. <laughs> that's my that's my touchstone for that I'm like yeah. that's Tinkerbell um, I mean interest development but that's Tinkerbell more importantly um and then 
I we were excited about Chris. I was excited about Chris Evans, not you. Um, I'm excited for knives you. Knives out. Knives out. Um, knives out. Captain America. The man has one flaw, and it's that he's from Boston. Um, <laughs> Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, probably a bunch of other stuff, but I literally can't think of anything. Off the, the beginning top of, my of head. MCU, right here with Captain Marvel. Another movie we saw in theaters. It was a pretty empty theater, but it was also like the middle of the day. It was good. I was, we were, me and some of my friends were talking about it the other day and we were upset because people like didn't give it the love that it deserved probably because like misogyny or whatever, but like it was a good movie (laughs) for like the MC. I don't know. Um, Um, It's what I remember from it is when we saw it in theaters in the middle of the day and so we were like the only two people there in the back in the corner of the theater (laughs) very ominous and then exactly just like lurking in the shadows exactly and then um it made me the only literally the only thing i remember is that it made me like go home and listen to just a girl (laughs) as you should have been doing anyway it's a great song i mean it's a banger don't get me wrong you can't make the music not bang. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so she was in Kong Skull Island. So there's your King Kong right there. Oh my god. And there we go. And we're back to King Kong. All, all roads lead back to King Kong the musical. Exactly. As as they should? Question mark. As, big question mark. Um, and then finally we get to your favorite um thing to talk about. Jason's I'm gonna say his name wrong. Jason Schwartzman. Did I say that right? I feel like I'm saying that yeah. wrong. Yeah, Jason Schwartzman. Um, um, literally what I recognized him from. Immediately. Immediately. Clocked him as King Louis the 16th and Marie Antoinette 2006, a The Pinnacle of Cinema. It's, I mean, can't make the mu- movie not bang. Exactly. But Directed by his so cousin. Mm-hmm. Sophia. Mm-hmm. Pobla and who... He's also the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Um, so he is a nepotism baby, but I'll forgive him because he's Louis the Sixteenth, and is he he's nothing if not the ultimate great. nepotism baby. It was a great movie. Um he's also um fun crossover. He's also in the TV show Fargo with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So that is I think that's fun. I didn't see that. That was just what their IMDB pages said. <laughs> and I was like, sure, I believe you. Yeah, they pull up on set and it's like, hey, remember that time? That you had to wear a mind-controlled dog collar? Let's yeah. make Fargo. I don't know what Fargo's about. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, but Prime? a fun I fact. Think? I think so. I think it's like Nebraska or something. I don't know. Prime in Nebraska. But apparently, according to IMDb trivia, in this movie, you can see at one point a Fargo movie poster, because it was a movie first, behind, I think it was Ramona. And then here we are. And they were both Ramona and... Jason Schwartzman, they were both in um, Fargo, the TV show. So I, I saw that poster. Because of that poster. So I guess we'll get into comments about the movie. Um, I did want to note that um, the movie had an $85 million budget. Um, it only recouped about half of it. I believe it was like $48 million. So it was a flop in like the biggest way but it weirdly had positive reviews from critics. So it gained a cult following. And now we are here to very unqualified people talking about it critically. I mean, I'll say it came out in 2010. So depending yeah. on when I was either eight or nine, we were either eight or nine. Yeah. 
I was more focused on seeing um, the hit film Tangled. It was um, August 13th, if that helps you with your time. You were nine, I was almost nine. I turned nine yeah. in 16 days. Great though. Um, at the time I was really focusing on my studies, which was um, cursive and multiplication right. tables. Exactly. Um, and the get there. Tangled. Couldn't get to the theaters. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little difficult for us as nine-year-olds to come see this movie. Um, but yeah, we did it. Um, we finally did. So, it took us a bit to get there, but we did get well, there. I'm, so, I mean, we were discussing before we started, you saw it when you were like 11, and then I didn't see it until they put it out on Netflix. I think it was like, I think a year ago I saw it, and then I literally watched it like four times in the same week. I was like, this is, this is cinema, you know? Yeah, um, I watched it, like, once on, like, TBS with my dad when I was 11. Shut up. And that's it. And I was like, okay. I I did still know the iconic Brie Larson performance of Black Sheep, though. Incredible. She's so good. Um, that just, that just permeated the culture in a way oh, that yeah. the rest of the movie never could for my 11-year-old mind. It really could not. Um, yeah, I guess we should start with our opinions on the movie now that we've covered the star-studded cast. Well, I guess jumping off from the star-studded cast, we should talk about the characters. Yeah. Um, Scott sucks. <laughs> yeah, Scott's got that. And I don't know if it's because I had vague memories of the movie or seeing the general online opinion of him or the fact that Michael Sarah to me, looks like Jesse Eisenberg a little bit, but I came into this movie like, I don't like this man. And then Knives is 17. So. Yeah. Um, immediately. I had, um, I took notes. <laughs> we took notes. So I noticed, I was, he's 22 and he's dating a 17 year old. So right off the bat, it's horrible. Um, but he also, like, I noticed when he was going out with aforementioned 17-year-old, he made her pay for, like, the video games that they were doing. Yeah. I was like, that's bad. <laughs> I was like, that's evil. Um, and he also, they do, so he lives with um, his roommate Wallace, Kieran who is Culkin. played by Kieran Culkin, um, the successor to Waste Our Workout. <laughs> and, um, Naturally. Of course. And they do a breakdown of like what each person owns in the room. I think he owned a poster and his jacket. Everything else was Wallace's, including the apartment. Like it was bad. He just like, I, I feel like, I'm hoping you were supposed to not like Scott. Um, otherwise, I mean, from what I understood, so I read an NPR <laughs> article about this, which I can't believe exists. Um, and according to the NPR thing, so much of the graphic novels that it was based on is about how he, he's not a good person. Like, I think the books at least, or the graphic novels are aware that he's not good and he doesn't learn from it. So when he meets like in the ending, when he meets his like alter ego, that's like the negative version of him. I cannot remember what they called it. Um, it was um, Nega Scott. Oh yeah, so when he meets Nega Scott, um, 
yeah, that's supposed to be all the bad stuff. And he has to finally confront it, which it was, you know, it was an okay ending. But like, I that's... mean, they get they're getting brunch, so that tells you how much he's changed. <laughs> they're getting brunch, exactly. Um, but while we're also talking about how much we don't like Scott, we have to talk about how much we don't like. I mean, we should have known Scott was bad, first of all. Um, Evil Men by Hot Carol Macchiatos is the thing. Yeah. And hot girls get iced caramel macchiatos. I know this from experience. Um, every, an evil man I know bought a hot caramel macchiato and then it was over. Um, so there's strike, strike like five right there. Um, but I also hate um, Ramona and his relationship. I don't like Ramona as like a character. Not to say I think she's like a bad person, or like that I think Mary Elizabeth Winston did a bad job. I just don't think they like fleshed her out past her exes. Yeah. I, there's no like depth to her. Um, yeah, like here's the thing. So with Scott, as a character, he's stagnant, which is like, okay, fine. Yeah. He's not a person I'd hang out with. Ramona? No. I could see, like, I could see myself, like, being acquaintances with her and not being annoyed right. or anything. Like, we wouldn't be, I don't think we'd be close, but we'd hang out, whatever. Um, yeah. Watching a story with her unfold as a main character, though. Horrible. Yeah, did not enjoy it. Everybody else was so much more interesting. All the side characters are, like, 10,000 times more interesting than them. Um, yeah, I just don't like how the whole thing is based off of her relationship to men, which... I mean, maybe wasn't an issue in 2010, but, like, I hate it now. Um, when did the graphic novel come out? Oh, I don't know. Because I don't know. I feel like I, if I had to guess, because I think I saw something that mentioned a certain number of years, I feel like it would be 2000, early 2000s, maybe early 2004, 2005. It, yes, it was 2004 was the first one, and then it kept going until 2010, because there were, like, six or seven of them. Um, yeah. So I guess in the 2004, not as much of an issue, but now it's, it and is, now it's a clear issue. I don't issue. think that part holds up, yeah. I also don't love, I mean, I think given the graphic novel's awareness that Scott is not a good person, I think the movie is also aware, um, or at least that's how I felt. So I just don't, I just don't really understand why her whole thing is like, yeah, I have to date a nice guy. So I'm going to pick this guy who dated a high schooler and has no stable job, cannot contribute to anything. Doesn't even really he contribute to the band. On, not really, because he ditches the band. And then um, he tells them that they sound better with young Neil, which is probably true. Oh, uh, young Neil. I forgot to mention young Neil. Um, I don't know what the... Um, actor's name is I think it's Johnny Simmons I, I might be yeah, wrong I think, th but, I think that's it um, this was I forgot this one I don't know how I forgot it um, Jennifer's Body also a very good film it's got Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried sure. um, he plays Amanda Seyfried's boyfriend in Jennifer's Body so that's that was I was really excited about that one I don't know how I missed it anyway Young Neil. yeah I mean it's because Young Neil is to talk about Arrested Development, he's the Anne of the movie. I did constantly forget he was there. <laughs> exactly. Until he had to go play guitar because Scott was not present. I mean, yeah, he doesn't 
too much. Um, he young Neil problematic in his own way, though. He is twenty years old and does date knives at a certain point in the movie. Yeah, I was like, okay, I didn't like his vibes. I don't know why. I think it's because he didn't really do much, and I was like, okay, yeah. what do you, what do you contribute? Where's your job? What are you doing? Right. And then he dates knives as well, and it's like, okay, you heard the part where she was seventeen, right? Mm-hmm. Young Neil, seventeen-year-old yeah. Catholic schoolgirl. With the uniform and everything. With the uniform and everything. As Anna Kendrick. So awesome. Oh, Anna, Anna Kendrick! Stacy. Oh, we, like, we did, but like Stacy's a great character. But we um, love Stacy. Anna Kendrick plays Scott's sister, Stacy, and um she's the best. She calls. I so my favorite relationship in this movie, one that I'm a thousand times more invested in, is the friendship between Stacy and Wallace. Yeah. Um, because Again, I, mean, I Wallace, love the scene when I love when Wallace is literally like unconscious, <laughs> like asleep in the bed, and Stacy's like, "Yeah, I just found out from Wallace like two seconds ago." <laughs> He's like knocked out. It's fun, like that's funny. Um, and I love that she's like the voice of reason, despite only being like seventeen or eighteen. Also, um, and she has a job, you know. She has a stable she has job. A job. She's she's like the anti. God. So she's like a good, well-adjusted person. Yeah, like a decent human being who wouldn't, who is aware that dating a high schooler when you're 22 is a bad move. Um, um I let's talk about Kim because I loved Kim. Yes, I was trying to think. Um, she also is one of the only characters to not enable Scott. I feel like I feel like Stephen also doesn't really enable him, but he's kind of like. He, he just, as long as it doesn't mess with the band, it's fine. Yeah, the like, thing it's not a good move, but don't Steven's mess with the like, band. Steven's got his horse blinders on. He's got tunnel vision for the band. He can see the band, and he can see his record deal, and that's it. He does not care that Scott is dating a 17-year-old as long as Scott shows up to practice. He does not care that Scott does not have a job, because that just has more time for the band. He doesn't really care about Scott not being a good person, because he can play guitar okay. Yeah. So, he plays bass. Oh, bass, sorry. Do better. Apologies. I only, I had eyes for Kim and Kim only. No, Kim was really good. I loved that. So an interesting thing about Kim especially, um, they were encouraged, like all the actors, to not blink. Um, so it would give the feel of like anime or something. Um, I Love guess it. because of like, the graphic novel that it comes from um which is also one of the things that the movie gets praised for how it like successfully integrates like aspects of like the graphic novel with like film um and Allison Pill I believe was her name who plays Kim she did a really good job of not blinking I think she only blinks like once in all her scenes which is insane oh yeah I always, but like I, I think that makes her better where she's just like dead staring at the camera yeah, it's awesome because it yeah. makes her character so much better. It actually was a really good choice on like the Edgar Wright's part to have them do that, especially her. Oh. It makes her like way more serious, oh, but it's yeah. fun. It's like a good contrast, like everything that's going on because it's nonsense. <laughs> I mean, I guess this could have been lumped in with the uh, star-studded cast credits. Edgar Wright mm-hmm. directed Baby Driver, which is one of the films of all time. In my <gasps> Did opinion. he really? Mm-hmm. 
if we ignore no, Kevin Spacey, I didn't see it, but like we pay attention to only John Bernthal and Lily James. It is one of the movies of all time. Also, yeah. Also, Angela Gore. We do not support Angela. I already forgot about podcast. him. This isn't about him. This is about. I didn't because I used to like him when I was like when I was around the age that this came out. I was like insane for the fault in our stars and i was like i this man is the only man and it was like so sad when that all went south but anyway he's he's bad he see died. i was a very cool and normal middle schooler which means i had an unbelievable <laughs> obsession with the walking dead and so john bernthal and in turn a little bit with me earl and the dying girl because john bernthal was in that movie like a normal that was a good book that was a really really good book it was a good book i read it in okay story time <laughs> when when that movie came out I think I was like 13 or maybe 14 that age range um and my mom was yeah. like okay we can go see the movie like the weekend it comes out if you read the book and I'm like okay I really like reading so I'm gonna read it yeah. I don't know why I kept putting it off I mean I think maybe it was like school I had to read for school or something but I kept putting it off until like the like the Thursday before we were gonna go on Saturday if I had finished it and it was like the Thursday so I read it I woke up on that Thursday. One of my eyes completely crusted over. <laughs> I had pink eye. Yeah. Don't know how. Don't know why. Had pink eye. Um, so I got to stay home that day. So naturally, I read all of Me or All the Dying Girl in one sitting on that day with one eye, essentially. And then my mom was like, hey, why don't we wait till next week? Because we'll just yeah. see how that eye situation's working out. I was so yeah. mad. Because my eye was fine by Saturday, but it's fine. I got to see the five minutes of screen time John Bernthal had as the teacher, Mr. McCarthy. I think that was his name. I'm sure. It's been years. I don't know. I think it's Mr. McCarthy. How can I forget a role like that? Five whole minutes? Course, with the five, exactly. This poor man is getting dust. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Edgar Wright, <laughs> for putting him in for another. Thanks so much for that film. Another five whole minutes as Griff in Baby Driver. And then he passes away. And then maybe he passes away. He says, if you don't see me again, I'm dead. And then we don't see him again. <laughs> so, right. Back to the characters. Back to the band. Back to Kim. Back to um, Kim and Steven. And, 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 yeah, I want to say about um, Kim. So they they dated um yeah. her and scott right um you look at the only other person we know well no it's not the only other person because there's envy but we'll talk about envy in a second i want to compare kim and knives for a hot second because you see kim who knew him in high school right they did in high school yeah i think so so we see kim who knew him in high school and how now she sees him as the loser adult he is mm -hmm. and she does not let him get away with the things he does like she calls him out versus the high schooler he's dating who is obsessed with him because she's a high schooler. I thought that was I thought that was interesting. How you see someone who knew him in high school and knows he's a jerk versus the high schooler who's got like hard eyes for him now because she's she her brain is not developed. She doesn't realize that that's an adult man who's being really gross. All right, English major, go off with the foils. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure if you gave me um a deadline, I could write an essay. <laughs> I get there. Um, Let's so do we envy. want to move on? To yeah, I was going to say. She actually I'm, ends up being a really good segue into music, too. The first one to put so, Envy Adams. Um, so exciting. I literally, um, like, 
I want to read the graphic novels just for more envy content. I mean, if there's any um, graphic novel enjoyers that. out there, let me know. Maybe it's just like John Brunthal and she gets like five minutes of page time. But I really loved her. I could watch a whole movie about her and her rise to stardom because uh, Brie Larson is amazing. And she sang, she just seems insane. She's very like cold and calculated. She seems like somebody who knows what to do in order to get ahead and will do it. And I want to see that story. Um, I'm obsessed with her line delivery. Um, it is weird. <laughs> and I, it's like a weird, I remember like when she calls him on the phone the first time and then you see like the split screen like, I love the little, like, dramatics that she does. Um, this is me being obsessed with Brie Larson. I love her. I think she's great in everything. Um, so, Envy Adams, we should probably say what she actually does. She is Scott's big... If Scott had an evil ex, it would be Envy Adams. Um, she basically dumped him for her bassist in her band, The Clash at Demon Head when they got a record deal. So it's her dating this guy, Todd Ingram, I believe. Um, and yes, yeah, so she gets, her real name is Natalie. She actually, according to the IMDB trivia, she gets her um, name Envy from her initials. It was like Natalie and then her middle name is like Veronica or something. So it's like Envy and then, and then the Clash of Demon Head, that's named after a video game called Clash of Demon Head, but also the Clash, the band. So lots of fun trivia about MV Adams. Yeah. Okay. My contribution. I'm going to talk about the band name because I get it. It's cute. I love a pun. Yeah. Waka Waka. But it's too many words. <laughs> it's, I mean, if I, I feel like five. Because, okay, demon has one word, but it's really, it's a mm -hmm. compound word. I'm going to count it as two different words for a second. Five words. That's, that's too much. That's a mouthful. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. The only band, I mean, I'm like sure there's other bands that I'm just completely blanking on. The only band I can think of off the top of my head that has, like, a, like a longer name um, is Be Your Own Pet, who did that song, Becky, that was really good on TikTok. Really good, really big on TikTok. It's not one of their better songs. I think Creeper Falls. I believe you. I don't know what you're talking about, but I believe you. Uh, there is a song called Becky on TikTok that was about murdering your best friend Becky because she left you for somebody oh. else. So things you hate to see. Oh, uh, I don't go by Becky, so I wouldn't do that. But like, <laughs> but um, fun fun fact about Be Your Own Pet. Uh, I really like the song Creepy Crawl. So listen to that. So you know how um Scott's in the band Sex Bomb. Yeah. Do you know who wrote the music for their band? Oh, well, I remember seeing it, and I can't remember it. You want me to tell you? <laughs> Wasn't it, like, Beck or something? It's Beck. You know who it was supposed to be? Be your own pet. So sorry about that. So here's what happened. Edgar Wright wanted to ask them to write it, and before he got the chance, they broke up. They broke up in August <gasps> of 2008. No. <laughs> it was Wait, very sad. Because he really liked their music and thought it fit the vibe, and it does fit the vibe. But uh, sadly, they are no longer together. So they did not write the music. I did have, um, so I really like, there's, when I went bowling a lot more as a child, they used to play this one song. It's called Song Two by Blur. It's from like 97. 
and it's got the same I don't know if tinny is the right word but like the same production and like the same quality to the voice that they do like for all the songs and stuff but bomb does I don't I really like that sound so I really enjoyed the music um but obviously Sex Bomb's songs are not the standout. It would be the Brie Larson cover of Metric's Black Sheep. Of course. And V. Adams, The Clash of Demons. Um, so I, I didn't even know before I saw this that she could sing. So I was like blown away by the fact that she could and also sing well and not like Russell Crowe and Layman's. Yeah, they don't. Or Pierce Brosnan. Reason, they don't let Captain Marvel sing. Yeah, I mean, she she was very good. Um, the song was very good. And I remember, I think they released it. The greatest tragedy of my life was after I saw this movie the first time. I was like, I need to download this song right away. And I go on Spotify and they don't have it. No one has it. Um, and I think it wasn't until June of this year that they just released it. I don't remember why they did it, but they did it, and I'm happy, yeah, so I'm grateful. Peek behind the curtain at my personal life, I actually do a radio show, or I did a radio show with one of my friends in college, um, at our college radio station, and we had a theme week where we went, we were like, oh, we'll take you to the movies, and we wanted to do Black Sheep, Brie Larson version. They did not have it on Spotify yet, so we just did the original. A week later, comes out on Spotify. We jumped the gun, very upsetting. <laughs> They didn't inform you yet. They didn't um, tell us. They didn't let us in for PR, I guess. But like, it's fine. <laughs> they, they didn't want to see you winning. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like all the music in this movie very solid. Um, the original Black Sheep by Metric is also very good in its own right. Um, it is very good. It sounds pretty much the same. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, but you know, so that's very good. That that takes us to who else was in the Clash of Demon Head? Why it's Todd. Todd is in the Seven Evil Exes. And Todd, let's yes. talk about their fights. But he's not um, the first. Who is the first? He's let's not the first. Here's the question: so, Who was the first? It was Matthew Patel. Icon, um, king of eyeliner, king of sideburns. I really like him. I like his vibes. He was fun. I like he, he gets a little song, which is like you know, the song. It's, it's cute. I really stupid. thought. I don't remember most of the movie. When he started singing, I was like, oh, is this a musical? And it wasn't. <laughs> I could see no, it becoming wanted... one. But I could I could see it, yeah. It's um, got enough music influence on it, you know. It's I mean, it's they've got like a really good team behind it. They had like Beck do like ninety thousand percent of the soundtrack, so and they got like metric. They did, I think I'm pretty sure. Beck. I know Metric is. I'm pretty sure Beck is also Canadian. And I think they did that because like the movie set in Toronto. So I'm pretty sure it's like a point to, you know, like call out the Toronto music scene or something. Um, which is nice. I believe you that it's a good music scene. <laughs> I'm not from Canada, but I believe you. Um yeah. have we been to Toronto? No. Uh, no. Wait. The the music in this movie was good, so. Where is Niagara Falls? Is that Ontario? I don't think I it's Toronto. It I don't think so either, but now I can't remember. 
some Canadian is listening to this, like screaming. <laughs> if you're if you're from Niagara Falls, let us know where you are. <laughs> if you're from anywhere in Canada, please let us know where Niagara Falls is and if it's Toronto. Because <laughs> we won't, we refuse to look it up. I don't, um, I don't think it's Toronto. Toronto's a city. Yeah, but I mean, like it's near some. I'm looking it up. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, because like I don't think because Toronto's a city. Not like and Ontario is like. I mean, like what is near? Do you know what's near Niagara it's Falls? Ontario. New York. It's Oh, I was saying, because it spans both. Anyway, it's in the province of Ontario. So. Yeah, the province. That's the word, not territory. Sorry. Sorry, Canadian. <laughs> I don't know what their words are. I don't know. Just I know Justin Trudeau. That's well, all I got. Is Toronto, is Toronto a province? I guess. Well, I thought no, it was a city. city. Toronto's yeah. a city, yeah. Toronto. Wait, but is it near, is it in Ontario? It is. Yeah, but is but that's not where Niagara Falls is. No, but... It, <laughs> Well, it's like saying, like, yeah, yeah Albany, Albany's in New York, where Radio yeah, City Music I, Hall is. <laughs> like, no. I don't even get it. I'm just, I'm just saying it was Oh, my God, guys, guess where we're from? I don't know. I mean, it's actually not far from Niagara Falls, like, ish. I mean, it looks not far on a map. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. How many anyway. kilometers is it? How many kilometers per hour would you have to go to get there in, like, an hour? Do, like, a direction. <laughs> Oh, I okay. wanted to point out too. There's a scene where Chris Evans. Okay, it's like two and a half hours from Niagara Falls. Okay. So that's but not I bad. Point out Chris Evans as Lucas Lee. He's skateboarding after um, Scott is like, "Yeah, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to grind on those rails." Well, there's girls here, so you got to do that. When he's going down the rail, they have um, kilometers, kilometers per, hour. per hour. Yeah. I think it's cute. I mean, I know it's Canadian, but I was that it was cute. It, it meant nothing Canada. to me. I was like, that seems fast, but like, I don't know. I mean, he died from it, so pretty yeah. fast. He it literally so exploded. <laughs> it had to be pretty fast <laughs> if he if he literally exploded. <laughs> Ripped your hot one. Um, that usually doesn't happen. So, <laughs> skateboarding is safe. We promise. Um, just don't do that. Um, but yeah. So fight scenes, visual effects. I really like the visual effect. I mean, the visual effects in the whole thing are great. Um, Scott Pilgrim is what is called, um, I think it's transmedia, um, a transmedia narrative, um, because it, it combines all these elements of like video games. Like at the end, it like counts down, like continue playing, 10, 9, 8. Um, it's got like graphic novels where you got, like I remember a really good example is when they're playing the bass and then the note is like D, so then a bunch of Ds like radiate, radiate out from. Like, there's a lot of times where there's um like onomatopoeia on the screen. Yes. Where it'll be like um, how or like donk. I'm like yeah. so true. It's very cool, and it was cool enough actually that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was shortlisted for Best Visual Effects for the 83rd Academy Award. Unfortunately, shortlist does not mean it was nominated, so it was not nominated but it was so close do you know do you know who won oh yeah wait i looked it up earlier. <laughs> i think it was like it was 83rd conception. is like 20 would that be 2011 because moving here in 2010 it's 2011 so that's when like king speech beat out like social network for best picture yeah i'm like i don't um, i wasn't i wasn't conscious again i was like was why can't i not find it i literally just thought um, I, hi oh, it I'm, was inception Oh, Inception. 
Is that so? It's actually a really wild list that's going on for the visual effects category. Okay. So Inception won, but it was up against Alice in Wonderland, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One, whatever Hereafter is. I don't know Hereafter and Iron Man Two. Okay, so I it's guess a, that was it was before everybody got really really tired of Marvel movies. Because I can't see, except Black Panther, because Black Panther was nominated for a couple things. I mean, well, that, deservedly so. I can't see, like... I can't see a justifiable reason why it was nominated. I can't see Black Widow that. being nominated for Oscars. You know what I mean? It should be nominated for that one Smells Like Florence Pugh, cover, kind Best of Supporting Black. Actress. But... <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what she wins I can't for. Not, not Little Women. For her little friend in Black Widow. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't see them. Was she nominated? I think she was. She wore a turquoise dress. I'm pretty sure she was. It, yes, she looked lovely. Like that, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Um, so I remember that because I cried because I was like, if Little Women doesn't win, I'm going to cry. And then I did. So. I think Little Women won costumes or something, which makes sense because it took place it did. in the 60s. Yeah. It, it, it's got a period drama. It's, it's winning. Yeah. It's taking it home. Yeah, of course. That's our Oscars commentary for Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scott Pilgrim should have replaced... I mean, not that I know what else is on the short list, but I think it should have replaced Iron Man 2 because I genuinely really like the visual effects, especially, I think you see a really good example in the fight scene with the, um, I'm going to say it wrong, the Katanagi, Katanagi twins? Am I saying that wrong? The I don't want to say it wrong. I'm gonna Here's feel the thing bad. about the twins. Um, the twins. I don't remember a lot about them, even though I literally just really finished nothing. the movie. There's really nothing about them, which is sad. I think they're probably the most underdeveloped yeah of the evil exes because there's not even like clarification pretty much everybody else gets clarification on like when Ramona dated them and like why they got nothing we don't know why because there's even a comment like Ramona dated twins at the same time and you don't get an answer yeah like I, I mean I would assume no but unclear and I, like, I, we know I, we have the whole story on like Matthew Patel it was seventh grade he was the only kid in their class who wasn't a jock and wasn't white was white and then she's like, yeah, all, the, all the white jock boys wanted me so i went with the one kid that wasn't that and we just we got the whole story there i'm not gonna pack i'm not gonna story, unpack all that like, as a yeah i don't want to unpack that but one but like, i remember we got that whole background and then chris evans in ninth grade chris evans, you get it they had drama or math together but there was a lot of drama regardless you have roxy the one female um ex that's why she kept clarifying don't say boyfriends it's exes yeah, I mean, there's this, like, debate about how they handled that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Vicarious is an iconic fair. line. That's what I'll say about it. Vicarious is great. It was funny. I also, while we're on the subject of evil exes, thought it was very, 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 very funny with the vegan powers. I um, would say I love Todd. I thought Todd was so funny. I love that. Okay. Cause... <laughs> I'm a Todd <laughs> enjoyer. <laughs> I got so excited about Todd. I felt like the garbage. Um... I loved Todd. Okay, I feel a lot better about how I guess your rankings because I, I did put Todd kind of high. And okay. I yeah, I liked Todd. I thought that was hilarious. Um, See, I, I do Todd... think. Okay, I might switch for Todd is in the rankings. <laughs> you might have to because Todd made it pretty hot in mine. Um, okay. Just simply, I didn't like him as like a character. When no, my he was sister just was watching this movie. Yeah, my sister watches movie. She would like everyone to know that Brandon Ruth, question mark? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sure. He was on some CW show about like superheroes or something. The Flash? And 
No, it was like Legends of Tomorrow, I think. Oh, I don't know. I never just, saw it. But like the Flash was on CW. That was her contribution. You didn't like it. I think movie. that was a, I think that there was another one, perhaps. There not, was. There was like the arrow that she went crazy for. You know, um, the only the only uh, superhero show I watched was Daredevil and the Punisher. Listener, if I you if you know have any information on those series, you know why. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, my dad tried to get me to watch Jessica Jones. He was like, "Yeah, I think you'd like it." Oh wait, I watched One Division was... too, but that's just because I love. I oh, love One Division's good. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna love Lucy and Joyer. No, oh my god, yeah. We used to watch I Love Lucy as a family like a lot years ago. They had my sisters Universal. were obsessed with it. Well, my grandmother mm-hmm. loved it. And then in Universal back in the day, they had a I Love Lucy museum. Oh, wow. In the park. They got rid of it pretty, I think pretty recently. But oh. yeah, they had like okay. set pieces there, like costumes there. It was cool. And then they decided. That's so cool. No more. This had a Betty Boop store, but I don't know if that's still there or not. No, it's still there. I remember it. Or at least in 2019 it was last time we went. Because I remember being like, why? Yeah, well, I was I was a Betty Boop enjoyer in theory as a child. Because I had not seen anything Betty Boop was involved in. I just had a lot of stuff with her on it. Because I thought she was cool. I had nothing. Because my mom would not let me go near Betty Boop. Like, at all. It was... It, she was bad. Well, we were, we were a Disney family. which So sometimes we went to Universal. And I would see her everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, she looks cool. And my mom would be like, we okay. Were, Here's a Betty Boop beach towel. <laughs> Enjoy. We were a Disney family in television and film only. Did not make it to the parks until 2019 on my own with the senior class dress, which is a tragedy. Which did not um, convert you into Betty Boop enjoyer. Yeah, it didn't do enough. At that point, it was already, I was too far gone. No, um, you can't win them all. Yeah, visual effects. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> visual anyway, effects. I was talking about the twins, and I got sidetracked by Todd's vegan powers, because it's hilarious. I, all vegans do act like that. I love you, the vegan, if you're police, vegan and too. I just, it's hilarious. If you're a vegan, and I just stereotyped you with Todd. I'm so sorry. But like 12, every vegan I know acts like that. At 1227 a.m. on April 14th. You had a bite of gelato. You knowingly ingested chicken parm. Chicken's not vegan. Is- <laughs> Chicken's not vegan. It's not. Are you sure about that? Do you want to check that? <laughs> the ovo lactam. Also, it wasn't. It was not him, but I think it was the blonde hair. He reminded me of Fred from the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah, it's the blonde hair. Yeah, I'm like it's the blonde hair, with the um. I guess was this supposed to be highlights or was it just roots that he had? The black, I think the black was Roots. Okay, yeah, it's the blonde hair, it's the Roots. I mean, two iconic films. Yeah. Um, I was going to make a point about the twins, but I think we're outside track. Oh, their fight scene, they're underdeveloped, as we discussed. Um, their fight scene, I did see a ranking of all the fight scenes, and they got dead last. I would argue against it simply for the visual effects. I think that's so cool, because they, like, they do doing the amp versus amp thing where they both play at the same time like whoever like is better I don't understand how those work but I believe you and they get the little dragons to come out and the big monster to come out and yeah, it's like it's fun it's like because of the electric I don't know it's fun like that's fun and it was like I don't know because I think after six five what do we have at that point five yeah there were five like, fights there no before them it was, I'm just thinking how many before them. It's Matthew, Lucas, Todd, Roxy, the twins. They're two. So there's six. They're five. Oh, so six, there were four seven, fights eight, before seven. the twins. 
so they so were, there was four fights before the twins I just think after four fights of like hand-to-hand combat it does get a little tiring um to watch that like I don't really want to see that that much anymore it's fun it's I don't fun know I watch... just like it mixed it up it's fun to watch the dragons more... sometimes you want to watch the dragons sometimes you do and I I think you needed um like that break because I I do feel like maybe it's just because I've seen it like five or six times already but like it got a little like heavy in the middle just like with all the fighting and it was like repetitive fighting and you know it's gonna happen it's gonna keep going and I don't know but before we move on um I wanted to talk about the ending because the ending was unsatisfying yeah to me I like I don't know how else you would have ended it I know there was um like a possible ending where like Scott and Knives got back together which somehow would have been worse yeah didn't um, also not something we want yeah I think I mean, I think it's good that they had Scott acknowledge his character failing. Um, I don't, like, when, when they brought Nega Scott, um, that was obviously supposed to be, like, all the bad parts of his personality. And I think it's good that, you know, like, you know he sucks as a character. Watch him kind of redeem himself. I mean, I thought it was funny how it's all, the, it's all the bad parts of himself. And instead of fighting, he was like, oh, he's a cool guy. We get brunch. I had mixed feelings on that. I mean, I liked I mean, it because it, it kind of shows he's not changing. Because instead of being like, "Oh my god, that's that's part of me," he's like, "I like this guy." I mean, I think it's a good message to send that you have to accept all parts of your. I mean, I think I'm reading too far into it, but like, you have to accept all parts of yourself, not just the good. You have to take the good with the bad. But like, would I have liked to see someone in this movie change? Yeah, because no one did. Yeah, I was saying, like, I don't, I think I would have preferred if they did not get back together at the end. Yeah, they weren't, um, a good couple. Like, I have a note that, like, he makes a big deal when she dyes her hair from pink to blue. Yeah. He's like, she didn't make a big deal about it. She didn't say anything to me. Like, why would she do that? Blah, blah, blah. Like, he doesn't accept her independence. And I do also feel like it got a little, he, but also, like, other characters, shamed her for the amount of like exes she had like I don't I don't understand I mean I understand not that I understand but I know just people like it's Um, just gossip but still it's like yeah it was upsetting that he like constantly like ragged on her as a person but like she still was like you're the nicest man I've ever dated like I'm so sorry maybe this is about Ramona and finding someone who's actually a nice person maybe Ramona should have changed and not Scott I don't know why we were reading for Scott um it's like I don't know maybe Ramona should have realized that she deserved better than Scott and Gideon and Todd and the twins etc etc she's like a redeemable character um she's fine thing they say they were like, she's a dream girl. She's not a manic pixie dream girl. She's a clinically depressed dream girl who needs to dump Scott, get a therapist, and just start going at like some like depression workbook because she she needs to do better is what yeah. it was. No, that's exactly it, right. She, maybe maybe in the end the movie is just about how women can do better. Women deserve better. She deserves someone who knows get. to get an ice caramel macchiato instead of I was just gonna say a hot she caramel macchiato. Not, a lesson I wish I knew two years ago. Unfortunate. I, we've learned. If I can learn, she can learn. Um, I feel like that about wraps up my big thoughts on the movie, though. So I don't yeah. know if you have any ones or if you want to move into. Um, I do. I want to say I think we, as a people, as 
as society at large deserved more Wallace. Yes, more Wallace content. More Wallace content. And I did like at the end when... An MV Adams spinoff. Yeah, yeah, MV Adams spinoff. Wallace content. Um, But I did like at the end when he overhears Scott on the phone with Gideon and hears Gideon, you know, being a jerk Mm -hmm. because he is one. And he's like, go kick his ass. It's like, yeah, Wallace, supportive. Um, he should have went to the fight though because I wanted him to be there. Because I mean, we just deserve as a society more Wallace content. Um, I guess if we don't have any more thoughts, we can move to our Scott Pilgrim specific segment of ranking the seven evil exes. Evil quote. Yeah, some of them were fun. Yeah, some of them were fun. Todd specifically. <laughs> Todd was fun. Roxy was fun. Roxy was fun. She gets the fun line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how we did it, we guess we rank them ourselves, and then we guess the other person's ranking. So what we're going to do is we're each going to read out our guess, and then we're going to reveal what they were for going individually. So do you want to start? Do you want to go? I, can't, I mean, it's seven, but it's really six because the twins are kind of a whole. Yeah. Um, you want to go from six to one, so you want to start at the bottom? Yeah. Okay. I think this one's wrong because by the time I got to the bottom, I was like, ooh, I don't know how much she cares about these people. Um, I put Gideon at the bottom. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember. No, I I put. Wait, am I supposed to say what I did? No, you tell you say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you say what, what you <laughs> I put at the bottom. <laughs> I never reveal it. Oh, okay. I think. It? Okay, I think you put the twins <laughs> at seven and six. Like, come on. I put them at se- seven, quote unquote. They're a unit. <laughs> Did you put the twins at the bottom? I did not. Oh, I put Gideon. I put Gideon at the bottom. Okay, so I was right. Yeah, you were right. Okay, awesome. Wait, no, just kidding. I did put the twins. I can't okay. this. I read the wrote it wrong. You, okay, the twins are at the bottom. Just kidding. See, I was thinking about flipping them, but I didn't. Yeah. Okay. So is Gideon above the twins then? Yeah, Gideon's number five. Um, twins would have been number five. We're number five, my guess. Okay, I put for your number five. I guess Lucas Lee, Chris Evans. Incorrect. <gasps> Who was it? Gideon is number five. Oh, okay. That's okay. Interesting. Wait, so then do we have the same bottom three? No, we don't. Based on what based on my knowledge of you, we do not have the same bottom three. Wait, oh, yours was the Gideon and then the twins? So my number okay. You know, let's just keep going, and then we'll uh, we'll say them all. As we'll, just, we'll just do the guesses, and then we'll just read our list. That's fine. Exactly. Okay. So for your number four, I said Gideon, and then for your number, yeah, I'm just gonna go through the whole list, and then you can just go through your whole. Okay. okay. Six and seven were the twins. That's uh, five was Lucas. That was four. <laughs> four was Gideon. That was incorrect. <laughs> Three was Todd. That was incorrect. No. Okay, so I think I know what I messed up. Because two, I put Matthew Patel, but now I'm guessing Todd and Matthew were flipped. Yeah. Oh and then number God. one is number one is Roxy. Of course, this is a Todd Love account. Okay, wait. Todd Love podcast. So the I'll, one- I'll tell you my my full ranking. Yeah. So number seven and six, we had the twins. Yeah. Uh, number five, we had Gideon. Mm-hmm. Number four, we had Lucas. Sure. Number three, we had Patel. Yeah. Number two, we had Todd. And number one, of course, Roxy, Icon. Bicon. Icon. Bi-Furious Icon. Okay. All right. 
so here's my guesses. So for the bottom, I had Gideon for you, but it's the twins. It's the twins, yeah. And then I had the twins next, so they're flipped, right? Yeah. And then for number four, I had Patel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then number three, I had Todd. Yes. <laughs> and then and then Roxy and then Lucas. Yeah. I look like such a bad person right now. <laughs> no, I think I feel I think I really surprised everyone with my love for Todd. I I mean I had Todd at number three for you. I thought that was I thought you were gonna put yeah, I thought the guy liner was going to weigh out over the vegan powers. See, it did, but I just, it, it did for a second. I will admit, my first draft, I had Patel number two, and then I switched. Mm. As soon as you started talking about the vegan police, I knew it was wrong. <laughs> it's like, I messed this up. Like, I love the vegan police. I also like that his shirt had a big three on it. I don't know if that was a reference to anything besides yeah. the third one. No, like there... labeled himself. no, it was. Um... Like, there's other stuff. I can't remember. Um, like, for Matthew Patel, there's, like, some, like, stripe on one of his, sh- like, sleeves. And just one stripe. So he's number one. Um, Lucas, at some point, he stands in front of a trailer that says two on it. So he's number two. I can't remember what Roxy's was, but I remember the twins. She had, like, I think it's, she had um, under her eyes. Oh, the two. Eyebrow. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was four total. Maybe? I think. I can't remember her. But I remember, I remember the twins, it was like something when you see them push keys on the piano when they're doing the battle, like one is like the fifth, like black key and one's like the sixth white key. And like that is like, I don't, I don't know. I, I trust the IMDb page. Um, and then Louis the 16th. And then there's Louis the 16th. I don't remember his. I'm sure I could find it if I tried hard enough. Yeah, I mean, I like that um, most of them are very subtle, like the trailer or the the fifth and sixth keys, and then um, Todd is wearing a big three. <laughs> uh, um, there's also a theory. I don't know if it's confirmed, but um, many of the characters represent the seven deadly sins. So, I that sounds right. I mean, there's seven of them. Seven evil exes, seven deadly sins. Yeah. Um, it's not even the um all the exes though so like matthew Vitell, they say represents wrath lucas lee is pride envy is envy um yeah. todd is gluttony roxy is lust gideon is greed and scott is sloth because he sucks no that's not why but um they got rid of the twins i mean I, they didn't give twins like any any anything There's yeah they play instrument that's all you need to know that's pretty much it i mean yeah, I guess I, if there's seven of them there's, once you get to five and six, it's like, all right. Play yeah. Instrument. And then, I mean, because Gideon's, like, kind of what we've been building up to the whole time. Like, he's G-Man Grace. He's the guy who has the record deal that they want. Um, yeah, he's the big baddie. So, it's like, we put all our energy into him and then also these two, I guess. All our energy into Louis the Sixteenth nepotism baby. No nepotism. Ultimate nepotism baby. Ultimate, yeah, because he gets to be in the... Best movie of all time. Two of the greatest films ever created. Two of the greatest films Scott Powers in the world ever created. So yeah, power powerful. Exactly. So um, we've ranked them. So we don't really talk about much about the X's here. Um, so and this is going to be a continuous segment we do every episode. We're going to do zodiac signs for some of our main characters. 
Sun-silence, mostly. If we ever have an opinion on Moon and Rising, we'll bring it up, but mostly just sun. In this one, we went with literally everyone in the cast because we, we cared about everyone else more. Everyone. I mean, I don't think we did most of the exes. No, I don't think we, we did everybody it. else. We did, like, Envy. We did Envy and, like, I have stuff for Gideon. Yeah, I have I have Gideon, Gideon down, too. Um, that's all we got, though. Yeah, so... Should we say our... I was saying, let's start with our big threes. Just <laughs> so we know what we're working it. with. Yeah, exactly. Train wrecks that are yeah. Um, mine makes me sound like the most boring person in the world. I promise I'm not. I have fun opinions. Uh, I'm a Virgo Sun, Capricorn Moon, Taurus Rising, and I'm a Cancer Sun, Capricorn Moon, and Sagittarius Rising. And that Capricorn Moon is really holding us together. I really think <laughs> we didn't have that. I mean, I'll I'll admit it here. I didn't take a ton of notes while watching this movie, um, but I did write down beat by beat everything we were gonna talk about. So yeah, we've got the schedule three coming out. So should so we start? Should we start with Scott? Yeah, um, I'm gonna go first because I don't. I feel like half everything I said for everyone is based off of vibes and the little I know. Um, I said he's either a Pisces or a Libra. I think it's a cancer. Don't go. Don't even do that. I know cancer men are the worst, but that, that is undeserved. Undeserved. I mean, he got a hot caramel macchiato. Do the math. But. <laughs> it was a cancer man. He's e- Exactly. It was a cancer man. It's based on experience. It's based on, based on knowing the world. Based on a real person, I know. It's based on, um, yeah, life experience. I can see him being a Pisces, too. I mean, because I could only think of, like, one Pisces man, and I'm like, the Pisces man I know is me, so. So, I mean, I understand. I, he's, I feel like a water sign. Definitely a water sign. Yeah. I mean, I feel good about Libra, too, just because I know Libra men are notoriously, like, the worst. Um, do I know one? No. But also okay. so sorry to people who get their zodiac signs slandered. We don't mean yeah, it. Yeah, I was literally about to say apologies to the uh, Cancer, Libra, and Pisces man. Yeah, you should apologize to the Cancer man out there. That was horrible. Um, be better. Don't be associated with Scott Pilgrim and be better. Yeah. I think Try nice coffee. Yeah. Um, if you are a Cancer man, please do better. Scorpio men, also, please do better. Please. <laughs> I think all men... I, well, that's what we got from this movie. All men do better. Um, yeah. I had probably a predictable take on Ramona. Um, I had two options. Aquarius, which I felt like was a predictable one, but I also said Sagittarius. Yeah, I mean, I said Aquarius, because, like, I don't know, but I honestly don't really know. There wasn't a lot to work with. Yeah, I, I just, I feel, I can't, I know a lot of Aquarii, Aquarius. <laughs> I don't know. If, um, and I can't nail down, like, a defining trait of them all, like, an overarching thing. Um, but I know their whole thing is they're, like, quirky or something. Yeah, it's like they're rebellious, you know? So I figured, like, with her hair. They're independent. Which Scott hates because she doesn't make a big deal out of her hair. It's a cancer. Okay. And he wants to spill it. Oh. <laughs> Evil. Um, okay. <laughs> you want to go to, I guess, Wallace? Oh, Wallace? Okay. So, oh, no. Actually, no. No? I think she's Sagittarius. I want to know. Oh, I don't like. No, I could see it, but I don't know why. It's literally just vibes. It, no, it literally was vibes. I mean, I felt like from also again, no, a lot of Sagittarius. I can't nail down like one thing, but I feel like also like Aquarius, they get like 
a rep for being spontaneous, I guess. And like her whole thing with like the hair. Not that it's like, I mean, she's got a schedule for it, but like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's vibes. It's vibes. She's got a schedule for it. Maybe she's got a, 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 oh my God, an Earth sign moon. Moon or like Mercury or something going on there. She's got a Capricorn moon that's like keeping it all together. (laughs) That's literally my chart. (laughs) Capricorn moon holds it all. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just felt vibes. It made sense in my, my monkey brain. But Wallace, Wallace. yeah, I thought either a Gemini or a Taurus, Gemini mostly because his, like, the best part about him is that whole gossipy thing. Um, Also, he stole Stacy's boyfriend, and I feel like that's a Gemini trait. Um, That's not to be mean to Geminis, that just, like, I feel like that was a weird compliment, a very backhanded compliment to Geminis. (laughs) We're gonna get canceled. Do you think he'd run over his child in his 2001 Honda Civic and be like, can't help being a Gemini? Because that's the only trait I can think <laughs> for them off the top of my head. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I looked at that man and I diagnosed him with Earth sign. I don't know if that's a case of um, favorite character is me, being like, that's my favorite character, and so they're me now. Yeah, I said Gemini or Taurus. Um, so I said Virgo or Taurus. And yeah. I think he's very responsible. He's very deadpan, but he's also very responsible. Again, you look around the apartment, and what belongs to Scott? His jacket and like a poster. And a poster. Yep. And his, I think it's a lame poster or something like that. Yeah, his lame poster and like Wallace's coat, which is better or something like. Yeah, and it's like Wallace has the better coat. He got an actual apartment. They only have one bed, and it's Wallace. <laughs> yeah, Earth sign behavior. But also, I want to point out, mentioned it before, right before he goes to fight Gideon, he's like, never mind go kick his ass and it's like he's supporting his friend yeah Virgo behavior also Virgos are um bitchy yeah <laughs> gossip it's Virgo behavior I mean Taurus like made sense um no that makes sense too but um Virgo it's Virgo season yeah fair I, f- I feel a little better about the Gemini honestly just because I'm thinking of like Taurus men I know and I'm like eh let's move on to another man who I think is a Virgo Steven I said Libra Really? Okay. I said well, Virgo. It literally was just vibes. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I was thinking Virgo or Capricorn because he's very focused on his work. Mm. Crack mind. I would think See, maybe even Capricorn more so than Virgo just because he's so like, gotta work on the band. You gotta get the record deal. This is what we're doing. Whatever. Okay, fine. Your girlfriend's here. Yeah. Whatever. Come play bass. Mm. Not guitar. I get. I think I put Libra. I feel stronger about him being a Libra than Scott. I don't really know what's going on with Libra for Scott. That didn't make sense. <laughs> but um, Libra for Stephen mostly because he doesn't really care what's going on as long as it doesn't mess up like his stuff. Like he didn't really care what Scott was doing. He was like, just don't mess with me, and we're fine. So I just, I yeah. I think from what I understand of Libras, they're they're pretty chill as long as you don't like mess with their things. Yeah, but I don't think Steven is very chill. <laughs> he seems yeah, very neurotic to me. Very. I think mean, he was neurotic, he's but very I think on edge. He was only on edge though about his things and didn't care what anybody else was doing. Yeah. And like I know them to be on edge about their things, but like whatever you're doing, whatever, like don't care. See to me, I mean, I'm still gonna think he's an Earth sign because he's on edge about his work. No, um, I, mean, I also don't know a lot of Libras. I only ever knew like no, that's true. That's not true. 
my cousin and my grandma are Libras, but they exist outside of zodiac signs for me. Exactly. So, if you ask my grandmother, would she be able to tell you she's a Libra? No, probably not, unless I told her that she was. So, <laughs> like, it's fine. Um, okay, where do we want to go? Envy. We skipped over Envy. Oh, my list is different than yours. Envy's a oh. That's a Scorpio. That's a Scorpio. Yeah. yeah, that's no conversation needed. That was Scorpio. Um, who's next on your list? Uh, Kim is next on my list. Kim is next on my list, too. I have her as an Aries, but I don't know why. <laughs> so that's where we are. See, okay. I had Aries, and I think she has, I think she also has either an Earth sign. I was going to say an Earth. Yeah. Because like, she's very somewhere. intense, mm-hmm. but she's very subdued, you know? Yeah. And I think she's also practical. Like, she knows what's right and wrong. Yeah. She, I don't think she, like, over romanticizes anything, for lack of a better word. Like, I think she's, you know, got a very clear moral compass. So, I, yeah, I was going to say Earth, like, Moon or Rising somewhere. Yeah. Probably, I would, I would say Capricorn. Me too. I literally had that written. God. Ah. So I, I say Capricorn, Moon, or Rising, definitely. Yeah. Um, who's next in your thing? Because I have Gideon next. I don't know what you Me have. too. Okay. Ah. What do you think Gideon is? Leo. Okay. I, uh, I had Capricorn for him. But only because money. Money, I was gonna. Say. No, that's fair. I have. That was, that was only because the for me the one the one defining trait of Capricorns is they know what the economy is, and I feel like he knows what the economy is. He definitely does because he you know symbolizes greed according to that one theory. Um, I only said Leo because of the dramatics of the whole thing. Like he got so worked up, he was the founder of the so League he, of Evil X. It took him you two were hours. So to mad. Contact info. He was so mad. He went all the way back to seventh grade for Ramona, and like was like, seven. It, it, yeah, like seven. <laughs> so I was like, the dramatic of it all is like, yeah, I get that. Plus, like he, like he has a whole like empire thing, and it's all like very, even outside of the League of Empire, like it's a very extravagant. Like he builds a new like theater, and like the theater itself is like over the top and like crazy and like yeah, yeah. not a big part. The thing, okay, so I'm picturing if I'm at a party. Mm-hmm. Um, he would come over and just like maybe after like a few seconds of conversation, start explaining what Bitcoin is unprompted. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't listen. I can see that I don't understand what Bitcoin is. Um, all I know is it's bad for the environment somehow. Yeah. I don't disagree with Leo though. I'm just saying that's also a vibe. No, yeah, I I would yeah, if he had a Capricorn placement, it would not be surprised. Yeah. Maybe Capricorn like Mercury or something. Yeah, I don't think it's in the big three. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, maybe not in the big three. Who do you have next? I have Stacy. Me too. I love this for us. Um, I said, so I wanted to make her be my self-reflection character um, because I hate Scott so much. And I think her whole role is just to kind of like tell Scott everything he's doing is wrong in part what Kim does, but Kim's more like flushed out as a person. Um, but I ultimately went with Capricorn. Okay. Which I can't, I can't exp- I, I don't know. I just felt like she had more Earth sign vibes. I, I, it too. Oh, I could see that. I, I just felt like she was more, yeah, because I could see it with the gossiping and the stuff. Like, yeah, we're really like, but again, she's very, she's put together. Yeah, she's got the job. Like, she works. I don't know what she does outside of the job. I'm a little worried for her, but I mean, she had a boyfriend, so she talks to people. 
you know, good for her. She socializes. She's well adjusted. Unlike her brother, she's well adjusted. boyfriends, actually, because Wallace keeps stealing them. That's the whole thing. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, they both. They all work. Yeah. Um. After that, I had envy, but we covered envy. Yeah. Um. We can do knives. Yeah. I don't want to do. It. <laughs> I don't want to have to say it. I am not going to say that I know from personal experience, but I kind of know from personal experience um, that if you make me sad, I go insane. Um, I sound like a crazy person right now. These are the ramblings of a mad woman. (laughs) Just like Taylor Swift always says. Right. There's nothing like a mad woman. What a shame she went. What a shame I went mad. Um, Okay. Actually, I do want to talk about Knives a little bit because I feel like I didn't talk about her character very much outside of Scott's Gross. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish they'd done a little more with Knives. Yeah. Even hearing that there was, a, like, an alternate ending or a secret ending, whatever, that they would have gotten back together, I don't... I want there to be an alternate ending where she, instead of being, like, you broke the guy who broke my heart's heart or whatever to Ramona and mm-hmm. trying to fight her, I wish she had tried to fight Scott because yeah. he's gross. And no, that, had- line, that line made me sad just because, like... You hate to see women tearing down women, you know? And it's not even, like, her fault. No, she's a kid. She doesn't have a developed brain. No, it's not even... Well, it's not Ramona's fault that, like... like yeah, she, it's not Ramona's fault either. I mean, yeah, it's she was a kid. Like, she doesn't know. I mean, she, like... No, she doesn't know. She, um, she doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> we can go... We can like, sit it's here. It's also not Ramona's fault yeah. that he sucks. Yeah, it's really not, and you just, you just hate to see women tearing down women, like, not. And you hate to see men doing that to them. Yeah. Anyway, like, but you do that, and that's why she's a cancer. Nice had a friend, too, which I didn't catch her name if they said it. I don't think they did. Who that was part. with her when she, like, tried to dye her hair, and she got, like, the one stripe of blue. Yeah. Um, like, I wish there had been a moment where her friend had, one, gotten a name, or had it sit more prominently, and two, was like, were you dating a 22-year-old? The friend was funny. <laughs> the yeah, friend she was. two lines, and she was still, like, funnier than, like, half the people in this movie. Yeah. But it's like, um, I wish somebody had taken a step back and been like, are you dating a 22-year-old? Let's, let's yeah. beat him up. Let's, let's, let's think about that. fight let's scene. Let's beat him up. And you got all your coins back, because let's run into coins at the end. Amazing. Um, so the only other characters I have to talk about are young Neil and Julie. Um, I have literally nothing to say about young Neil. I don't really like him. I didn't even put down a zodiac sign. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, he's there though. Julie, I put Virgo. Hmm? Julie, I put Virgo. I put Capricorn. I mean, they're whatever. She has a yeah. job. Her signs are her signs. It's fine. Primary trait has a job. Mean. Has multiple jobs because she works at the coffee shop. She works at the record store. Um, she was helping out Envy at um the secret show at Lee's Palace. I don't really know what she was doing, but she like. That's she, what she's more like a groupie there, which isn't like a job. She's not, just, but like, I don't know. It was just weird that she was like envious. interest. I don't know. She she does a lot. She ha- she had through the party. She used to date Stephen. Unclear if they got back together. Probably not though. Hopefully not. I'm praying for her. She's a working woman. She is a working woman. Girl boss, if you will. She's a she's a girl boss. Yeah. In a complimentary way. She kind she tried to gatekeep. She did try to gatekeep. She wasn't successful. I don't think there's much gaslighting going on. Maybe in a spinoff, maybe in the graphic novel, she's a gaslighter as well as a gatekeeper and a girl boss. But she's got two out of three down, so it's fine. 
So she's there. It's fine. She's doing great. Um, I think that was everybody for our zodiac signs. Like so we didn't really come. We really actually turned out with Gideon, but like I have nothing I to say. I didn't think about the rest of them. As much as <laughs> I love Todd. You're vegan. Todd. I was gonna say I have nothing to say. His son is vegan. <laughs> His moon is light liar about me. <laughs> and his rising is um, chicken farm. Yeah. There you go. So to add on to our zodiac sign bit, what we're going to do now is we're going to diagnose ourselves with the sun, moon, and rising based off the characters. So this is like a short definition. Sun is like how, like who you are, really. It's like the basic one everybody knows. Like I was born August 29th, which means I'm a Virgo sun. That's what everybody knows. Um, rising's like how people see you, like how you're presented. And then moon is like how you deal with like emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like analyzing this list. I'm like, uh. yeah. I don't want to be like too complimentary to myself. I want to be realistic, but like I know I will come out like sounding deranged somehow. Because I'm looking at this, I'm like, mm, okay. Um, I'm. Do, do you have one, or I'm gonna? Do you want to go first? I'm gonna so spitball an idea. I have some. I have something. I don't know how I feel about it. Okay, Stacy Sun, Ives Moon, <laughs> and Kim Rising. I don't know. Thoughts, opinions, constructive criticism. Okay. No, I see it for you. I think it works. Thanks. I was gonna put Nice as a Sun, but I feel like I don't. I don't know. Yeah, because well, because Nice is processing emotion, and then uh, I was gonna just transformed into a mad woman before. Right, and I come off looking like I'm evil. I have like that like really bad resting face. Much it it gives off Kim like, yeah, yeah. It, gives, it makes sense. It makes sense. I thought it was solid. I'm like looking at all the characters I diagnosed as Earth signs, and I'm like I, <laughs> I'm pulling them together in my mind because I feel like like this, I don't know if this may be too com- too complimentary, but I feel like I'm like Wallace and Stacy are in there in my mind. I just don't know where they are, and I don't even know the third one. I mean, you can double up if you feel that strongly. No, because Wallace, Sun, Stacy, Rising, Julie, Moon, for me. Wallace, Sun, Stacy, Rising, Julie, Moon. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that's where I am because I feel like I don't, I don't come off as an Earth sign most of the time, despite that clogging my entire chart. Yeah. So now that we've wrapped up our zodiac signs. Because what would you rate this movie on a scale of one to ten? Um, I would probably go with like a soft seven. Okay, that's about I, where I was. Yeah. Um, I like it. I think some parts of it don't hold up for modern times, but um. I think it's a good movie. I mean, I'm a big fan of the music, the visual effects. Everybody in the cast is really, really good. I mean, except for, you know, like, stereotypes a little. And, like, it makes bad comments about, like, Ramona and, like, how many exes she has and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it it holds up overall as a movie. Like, it's still very good. Yeah, see, I I would classify this movie as a romp. I would call it a romp. It's a popcorn (laughs) movie. I enjoy it. I would say like a like a seven seven point five is my rating. I'm going seven point two, like a crazy person. Like I can recognize the faults and how it hasn't aged very well, 
But at the yeah. end of the day, am I going to watch this again? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I have a very good time doing so. Yeah. I think like the pacing in the middle is like a little iffy and the ending isn't good. But I think the payoff with like everything else is fine. It's like, it's so, it's worth it. You know, like it's not, yeah. I don't think it's like, it feels overly long too. It's almost like two hours, but I don't think it felt no like that when I was watching it, which is always a good thing because I don't want to be reminded that I'm wasting my time. Yeah, I'm like, I think, I mean, even though, like, I feel like the ending's kind of lackluster because I don't really care very much what's going to happen to Ramona and Scott. Yeah, I really don't. But the side characters make it, like, good enough where I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this again. Yeah, really and I think it's an interesting plot. I mean, it's... It's it's creative. It's fun. Yeah. I like the world that it's set in and how it does pull in elements from everything else with video game uh, graphic novels. Magical it's engaging. Realism. It's a good time. It's a romp. <laughs> it's a romp. It's, it's fun. I, yeah, can't, can't complain that much. Yeah. So thank you for listening to what I hope is a romp for you. This is Screeners. Uh, I've been your host, Tori. And I've been Rebecca. See and- you next week. Yeah. Bye. We love you. Maybe. <laughs>